This is Dawn Schuler, Certified Trainer and Business Consultant at The Schuler Group with the People Thrive, Companies Thrive podcast. Today's episode is a recording of a conversation Mark and I had with our fabulous partners from Mind Team Solutions, Josh and Sylvia. Occasionally, the four of us get together and we just start chatting about all manner of things. Their company, like ours, is really invested in bringing out the best of the people in an organization. We do it differently. Sometimes we blend our services. And most importantly, all four of us are very passionate about the work we do. In today's recording, the four of us talk about and explore the concept of positivity and how important it is, especially as most of us are wired a little differently and focus a little more on the negative. So here we go. I wanted to talk about in relation to positivity, because you, you know, there's obviously, if we're going to talk about positivity, then what's the opposite of that? It's going to be the negativity. And, um, uh, and one of the, the categories is, is basically shut down conversation, which is, you know, we tried that. It didn't work but a year ago, uh, can't be done, blah, blah, blah. That's all shut down. Uh, and, and what I call that is being a force for negative possibility. And, wow. and so that's a, that is a dysfunctional communication style. Uh, because if, if somebody usually does that, then that's what they're doing. They're shutting down, uh, forward action and possibility. Um, whereas being a force for positive possibility is continually looking at and, and formulating solutions to whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. There's been, we, we, the positivity thing we, we had talked about briefly last year with you, the negative, the other end of things, there have been interestingly for the first week of the year, one article in the Wall Street Journal, one article in the Washington Post, both, and I'm doing a Toastmaster speech next week on a little bit of this, uh, was both, they were both focused on the negative. Um, you know, we've always heard, we, you know, we've all heard that it takes X number of positive experiences or touch points to balance out one negative. Um, these, these two articles were referencing one set of research they were saying apparently their current research is it takes four, I thought it was more, but it takes four positive experiences or touch points in order to balance out one negative. So they, a negative, yeah. they use this thing about the rule of four is what their, their thing is. Um, and it was talking, and of course, you know, it's easier to think, we think quicker and easier on the negatives than we do on the positives. And of course, then the advice the ending of the Toastmaster speech is going to be, I have a little log, a little form that has three, um, three positive blocks and then one or four positive blocks and one negative block. And is it for every negative thing that happens to you today during the day, mm-hmm. you know, fill this out and, and then think of the three positives, no matter how small. And then right. over time you'll have a journal that, you know, that's your positivity journal. That's my little stick for the Toastmaster speech. But it's been interesting to me that both resources talk about that 
and really focus on the negative, eliminating or minimizing the negative rather than emphasizing the positive because it's that negative that we act on. You know, we trainers get 20 people in the room, we get 19 evaluations that say, this was good training. And we get that one that um, says, the training sucked. And <laughs> just like, oh, it was awful. Well, <laughs> and we laser on that. Exactly. Yeah. And to go back to bank, what I wonder is um, if a higher action person would not be as affected. It might only take two positives to get them back on track, as hmm. opposed to the, uh, if, if the four is an average, then you think about the nurturers, they're gonna probably take a lot more before they get back in because nurturers don't react well to uh, negative. Right. Yeah. Well, and they need other people's, they need validation from right. others. Yeah, and, and there is a, we I think we talked about this and Mark, I'm sure in your world uh, as a psychologist, you know, doing this, but uh, in the, the motivation factor in terms of what motivates people, right? right. More, mo more motivated, by avoiding fear and pain as opposed to gaining pleasure, right? So yeah. that sort of is another way of looking at it, but sort of proves the same point, you know, that, you know, fear, you know, loss and danger and protecting yourself and loss is so painful. We try to avoid it at all costs. And that's why so many people are risk averse and try, you know, entrepreneurship, yeah. it's not for everybody, all these, you know, whatever, these, you know, scenario or situation you want to put it in. But time and time again that's sort of the under, underlying motivation between you know kind of behind a lot of this well and, and i call it i mean that's instinctive the instinctive center wants to avoid risk you know it yeah. wants to it, it it wants to sit in one spot and watch for risk wherever it is and and uh, and do whatever it can to minimize it yeah um, i think these authors talked about that's the caveman yeah, exactly. what we humans were bred to do. It's like keep an eye out on the negative because that was a matter of survival back then. Yeah. 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 I would be interested since because this is the book when we started talking about it called Positivity, and I realized at least for my screen it looks backwards. That's the guy, I think. Barbara Fredrickson. Oh no, this was a guy who wrote okay. it. I'd be interested in knowing, but this is the book, and this is one that talked about positivity in teens and the research that they did because they have an assessment that measures. Your, your positivity ratio. And they said when they, they applied it to teams that the highest performing teams had like a six to one um, positivity ratio, whereas the worst performing teams were like a one to one you know, positivity ratio. So they were able to make a correlation between positivity and performance. Mm. Very cool. She also, I think, talks about a natural, uh, a, a natural ability. Yes. And that some people really have to work harder to, uh, to be and stay positive, and some people have a natural ability to do that. Yes. I've yeah. seen other statistics, statistics, and I don't have them off the top of my head, so forgive me, uh, but, you know, there's something, we have like 50,000 thoughts a day, give yeah. or take, and like, 70% of them are actually negative thoughts mm -hmm. as a oh, I wonder what this is going to happen. Mm -hmm. Right. So, you know, how, so how do you mitigate that? And that's, what, you know, so much now about, you know, research on yoga, meditation, you know, yeah. these sort of like, you know, techniques to sort of uh, mitigate some of this uh, great, you know, grateful journaling, you know, type of things to be, you know, what you write about what you're grateful for and positives. I think these are all tools to kind of um, counterbalance some of the, stressors and you know kind of current day 
circumstances is that we have to deal with, you know, the, um, to, you know, as a tool to sort of uh, to balance some of that. So again, I think it's all sort of wrapped up in, in, in those ideas. Yeah, there's the article. For the new year, say no to negativity. James Yang, Wall Street Journal article. Very interesting stuff. We need to do the best we can to raise our thoughts to a more positive level and consciously, whenever, whenever we're thinking something, go, what's the higher thought? What's, yeah. what's going to what's gonna get me farther down the road in a positive way? Mm -hmm. uh, and it's it's an interesting thing to practice because it, it doesn't come naturally. It has to be a con conscious effort. Well, I'm sure you've heard the rumble strip analogy, right? You know, sort of like you want to catch yourself in a negative thought pattern before you go over the oh. guardrail, right? Notice where you're starting to veer off the. Oh road. yeah, exactly. Oh, the rumble yeah, strip. Yeah, yeah, there you I go. Like right? that. I like so you know, kind of. Oh, I'm in the rumble strip. I'm not in a tree across the ravine. Right, exactly. Far, right, because let's, let's not get there. It, it, right, it's too it's too hard to, you know, you don't want to put the parachute on after you're already out of the plane, right? You, you want to kind of catch <laughs> up a little bit sooner, so to speak. That's a, so, that's a pretty uh, good analogy. But, and again, and it's sort of the, you know, tuning into a vibration, you know, if thoughts are things, you know, what frequency do you want to be on? It's an, another way of looking at it, I think, yeah. Jeremy. But it goes back to what you just said about the rumble strips. It goes back to self-awareness, which is one of the components of emotional intelligence. Definitely. Because you have to be aware of what you're thinking and feeling. And yeah. it, just like everything else, there are people on the spectrum. You know, I am extremely self-aware. And, and it seems to come naturally to her. And Mark, it takes him. Huh? How are you feeling today? And he's like, uh, oh. um, you know, what are you thinking? Ooh. Uh, you know, because it's just, it's not a natural tendency. How are you feeling right now? I mean, yeah. I ask that of my clients all the time. It's like, but if somebody asks that of me, it's kind of like being behind the camera. All the, time. Mm -hmm. the, the people who are the most nervous and difficult to work with are the people that are behind the camera most of the time. And then they, they get in front of the camera and they're going, holy crap, this is difficult. This is hard. I don't like this. Yeah. Famous line, yeah. Peter O'Toole line in my favorite year. He says, I'm not an actor, I'm a movie star. Because they mm -hmm. wanted him to do the, you know, it was a variety show and they were all live back in the late mm -hmm. 60s. And so they brought him in and, you know, he's getting ready to go. He's got his little skit outfit on and he says, you know, I'm feeling really good today. I bet we can do this in two takes. And the guy goes, uh, there aren't two takes. <laughs> this is live. And he says, you mean whatever I'm doing goes into that camera and just spills out into the entire world or whatever? And that's when he said, I'm not an actor, I'm a movie star. Yeah. But yes, the, the, the whole point here is there are things that come naturally to some people that don't come so naturally to others. And those have to be factored in when we're talking about these kinds of things, positivity, et cetera. Yeah. One of our clients, when we met with the, the organization as a whole, um, somebody brought up that they didn't feel safe going to their manager because I think the topic had been brought up, you should be able to go to your manager with a concern. And there was a lot of dissension and a lot of feedback that said no. Um, I mean, maybe there are some things, but you know, not everything, you know, did they feel confident about? And um, or safe about. And so that's another thing is how do you, that culture of positivity and trust and all of that, how does a manager create that? 
um, and it has to start from within. Mm-hmm. And there has to be that under you know that awareness of themselves. What are they doing that is potentially causing their direct report to not trust yeah. them to be able to come to them with a true concern? I hope you enjoyed listening as the four of us went quite a few places and that the result of this is that you'll start thinking about the effects of positivity and somewhat of negativity in your life and how can you counter it. Think of Sylvia's suggestion at the beginning of the recording where she said, Research shows that for every negative incident or experience, it takes three or four positive ones to counteract that. And so if you realize you've had somewhat of a negative experience, immediately think of three things that are more positive. I used to do this when my little girls, who aren't so little anymore, were young and they were complaining. And so I'd say, all right, you have to tell me five things for which you're grateful. And sometimes they'd giggle a little bit and they'd come up with their five things. Other times they would just be so sullen and be like, the air that I'm alive, whatever else they came up with. But even to this day, as young adults in their 20s, they still go back to that practice of, all right, here was this negative thing. What positive things can I pull out of it? I hope you found it engaging and informative. And I encourage you to reach out to Mind Team Solutions at www.mindteamsolutions.com and see what an idea Mind Team might be able to do for your organization. Until next time, may you thrive.